Welcome to the Rhodes Community Podcast, a podcast series that gives a glimpse into the journey of being a Rhodes Scholar, whether that means settling into Oxford or finding ways to create a community despite navigating a global pandemic. We will be speaking about an array of topics, but first we'll begin by introducing ourselves. My name is Manpreet Dio. My Rhodes identifier is Prairies and Keeble 2020. I'm a mechanical engineer studying at the Oxford Internet Institute in Social Sciences of the Internet. Hi, I'm Nora Izati Vintiaswola. My roots identifier is Malaysia and St. Hilda's 2020, and I study in the MSc in International Health and Tropical Medicine. And everyone, hello, I am Anish. My roots identifier is India and Brazenos 2020. I am reading for an MSD in Intellectual History. Today's topic is mental health. With increased time being spent alone, whether in isolation or at home, the burden of caretaking responsibilities and general unease induced by the ongoing uncertainty that this pandemic has caused, I think mental health for students has just been so critical. So today we'll be chatting about mental health at Oxford and as a Rhodes Scholar, being able to create space for self-care and sharing information about seeking support and resources while at Oxford. I think it's you know, also important to note that mental health is intersectional and multifaceted, so individuals can be disparately impacted by the institutions or systems that they are part of. So to kick this episode off, I want to ask, what has been the most useful resource or person or activity at Oxford that has helped you during this time? Go ahead. Go ahead, Azad. Okay, cool, cool. Throw me in there. Um, to be completely, completely transparent, I I was initially struggling earlier this um, year with a lot of these um, issues, really just the feeling of loneliness that comes with times of COVID. I just feel like I've been missing a lot of that personal contact and with, with that comes a lot of feelings of homesickness. Um, with the bad weather as well, it didn't really help because I come from Malaysia where the weather is always sunny all the time. Um, so what's helped me was I started meditating. I reached out to my college nurse. She gave me some advice. I reached out to friends. I realized um, that really taking time to hang out with friends and doing things in person has greatly benefited my mental health. So those are some of the things that have really helped me and also just scheduling calls with people back home so that um, they're still a part of my life too, even though I'm so far away, has been really, really helpful for me. And now I feel a lot better and I'm realizing that perhaps that was also a bit of SAD, like seasonal depression as well, because when the weather was really bad, I felt very low. But now that the sun is out, I feel ready to go. So yeah, I don't know about you guys. How do you guys feel? It's amazing how weather has such an impact on on mood. I'm, I'm as Addy, like you said, I'm I'm finding that right now as it, as we kind of exit this this rainy per- period in the winter, it's lovely to have more energy. And um, I think what you said about you know finding things every week to do just for yourself or you know just with friends, actually in person, to have to look forward to. I think that's so key. Anish, what about you? I agree. I think the the first few weeks, I was really, really grateful for WhatsApp group chats that existed with friends from back home, new ones that were created here at Oxford, that just allowed for some strange sense of being in the same room together. And that was really, really helpful. I would also say the next best thing is therapy. And that has been absolutely crucial. 
and uh, especially at a time when we are alone more than we've ever been before. And also more generally, right, outside of COVID times as well, at a time when there is a major transition that's happening into a new academic phase with the sort of challenges and opportunities that come with the roads. I think it's important to sort of check in with yourself and with your mental health and go to therapy if you need it. Uh, for me in particular, it's been really difficult to navigate the fact that what I am studying is deeply personal for the first time in my life. So I'm studying queer history and sort of queer politics in South Asia. It's, uh, it's part of my own identity, part of my own activism. I'm bringing my own activism to the academy. And while that is exciting and while that does open up several opportunities, it's also something that involves, I can see my bookshelf right now, books about death, books about violence, books about hate. And that's a lot to surround yourself by 24 seven. And I think that sometimes gets forgotten that amidst all of this, uh, what we study can also really have a very big impact on how we feel, how we navigate stuff, and how ready we are to just go out and face the day. So therapy has been very useful and so have WhatsApp group chats. And I agree with you as a tea. like honestly, just seeing the sun right now makes my heart. Those are like small things as an international student you don't realize unless you've lived abroad. So to all the international students listening, just sort of brace yourself. If not, you're not used to this changing weather and know that it's completely normal to feel sad when the weather is not that good. I think that is so right. I think it's, you know, we're all navigating these transitions. We're at these crossroads of some of us are studying new areas that we haven't done previously. And not only that, but getting used to a, a new institution um, that can be great in many ways, but that can also be very challenging and have its own effect on our mental health. And, you know, navigating these transitions can sometimes feel overwhelming and feel like we, you know, we have to live up to our own kind of image of ourself and these kind of construed goals that we we might have. Um, but I think Anish, you brought up such a good point about therapy and knowing that that is an option. And just because, you know, you're a Rhodes Scholar doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't access this or it's not okay to, to access therapy. I think it's still heavily stigmatized. And it's important to note that, you know, we all have to find ways to cope and that can mean many different things for, um, for different people. So um, I definitely echo that. And as well, I don't know about, about you two, but being international students and having to quarantine, staying sane within four walls. I know Anish, you just did your second, <laughs> your second quarantine. That first period was incredibly challenging um, to find ways to manage not being able to go outdoors to be okay with just being with yourself for 14 days. <laughs> um, I don't know about you two, but how did you find it? I guess Anish, maybe if you want to speak about it since you're, are you almost done your second? I'm almost done. I have two more days in this 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 tiny little room, but uh, tuning in from quarantine number four, three, I don't even remember which, which time I've been quarantining, honestly. Um, it's been interesting. I think what's made it really easy now, though, is that I have incredible, incredible flatmates. And shout out to Brazenos College. I have the best flatmates who have been randomly assigned. And unlike the first time when I had to rely on college food to survive, I now have meals being made in my kitchen and given to me. So I 
I can't complain. I have whatever I need uh, with the four, four boys I share this flat with uh, delivered to me. Um, so it's been fun. I think it's also been a time, especially right now, to just hunker down and be like, let's do X, let's do Y, let's do C. And it's also been a time where I realized that even if I was out of quarantine, there wouldn't be much to do. So that's been reassuring. And so we find joy in the smallest things. And I have chai. Like, honestly, the first 14 days, I did not have chai in my quarantine. And I think that did more, more like damage to me than the quarantine itself. I was just like, I will, I cannot survive. So now you know, it's here in my hand every morning. And that makes all the difference. I think quarantine food and quarantine life could be its its whole own episode. I remember it was almost very dystopian. Um, and during my first, my actually the only quarantine I've done because I've stayed in the UK. But you know, I'd receive a knock three times a day, and my food would be in a bag outside my door, and I'd open my door. I wouldn't see a single person, but it was just it was a weird way to. I guess chop up my day was these knocks at my door and they're you know these aggressive knocks so I'm glad I'm so glad you have you know lovely flatmates sounds like a horror movie Montreal <laughs> that really is terrifying but it was the, I think the naivete of you know being at Oxford that like powered me through that I was like you know it's going to be worth it and in a lot of ways it was worth it because I didn't know what was to come so I was very very naive but I think it, it that was what helped me get through it to, to end this episode off, I think I always like to maybe reflect on what what we might take from this this period moving forward. So if you were to, I guess, reflect on not necessarily the past, because we're still living through this <laughs> right now in the present, and we might for some some more months into the future. But what do you think you've learned from this life chapter? And what do you think you'll take forward to perhaps help you with the remaining um, journey you have at Oxford? So for me, I think something that I've learned is really the importance of tuning into my my body, tuning into my my state. I think for during undergrad and for the past years I've lived my life, I've just been so um, driven with like go 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 go. Let's chase the next big thing. Let's go find this expert to start. Let's go apply for this new position. And I think with being at Oxford and being in quarantine and being in COVID um, has really forced me to slow down and really check in with myself to see how I'm doing physically, mentally, and and not just that, but also learning to try and error what works and what does not work for me in terms of how do I heal my body and soul and spirit. Um, so those are some things that I'm still learning, but I'm now in this in this phase of my life where I'm being conscientious of it. And I hope to bring that um, moving forward as well. I agree completely. I think arriving here, I was a little taken aback by how tiny Oxford is. I was born and brought up in Bombay. I went to college in New York. I've never stayed in a place this small, except I think on vacation. And I was plonked here 14 days in quarantine. And then in pandemic era, Oxford. and. In the beginning, I was annoyed. I was running after sort of like London when that was still allowed. I just sort of 
was escaping as much as I could. And then I realized that, hey, this is the first time that I can actually go on a walk and not be surrounded by pollution everywhere and have to struggle to breathe. Uh, I can actually take time out for myself. And that doing a degree does not, like you said, Azadi, mean like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., like boom, 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 go, go, go. But it can mean like working for a couple of hours and then taking a break, going for a coffee, taking a stroll through university parks or going to the canal. And that's been, that's been a refreshing change and something that I would have never considered. If we don't take anything out of Oxford, if we don't do well in our degrees, if we don't get our degrees, although I really, I, yeah, we should get our degrees, otherwise Mary will really be very upset with us. Um, but if we just learn to, to check in with ourselves and take time out for ourselves, that's a better education than, than anything this university can offer. And that's something I'm learning slowly I'm still not a fan of walks, but I might be, maybe one day. Okay, Anish, we're, we're gonna schedule a walk soon, you and me. Done. I think that notion of breathing, whether, you know, the lack of pollution or, or less pollution, but but also, I guess, figuratively to, to breathe and to stay in the present and to maybe hone in on how we can use this chapter to redefine our schedules and our lives. and that flexibility that that might offer, you know, being a student and being able to take time out of the day to do what makes you happy, whether it's a walk or not a walk, just to just to stay in the moment and to, to enjoy kind of these crossroads that we are at. And I think what is evident is that mental health has been a primary concern for us and many of our peers. And as international students, navigating restrictions and finding ways to make this place home is an ongoing journey. But I think for every challenging day, it is reassuring to know that there is an uplifting day filled with sunshine or metaphorical sunshine since we're in the UK and rain is just so omnipresent. That's around the corner. So thank you for joining us on this episode. 